I don't have a specific scripture this morning. As much as I have a lot of scriptures and a thought. Is that all right? The title of my message is, let me pray. I already prayed. We're in the spirit, right? Father, use me in Jesus' name. You know, for some people, they like, ain't pray. I stay in prayer. So let's pray constantly. When you walk with somebody all day, you don't keep saying, oh, oh nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you. I'm, I've been with you all day. I'm Help me up in here. The title of the message this morning is "Twas the night before Christmas." Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I can't wait to open my gifts. was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse the stockings were hung by the chimney with care and hopes that St. Nicholas Soon would be there. Now y'all know we ain't waiting for Saint Nick, but we are waiting for our Savior. The children of Israel waited almost four thousand years for the Messiah. Sixty-nine weeks amount to four hundred eighty-three years. Said from the year Darius until the forty-second year Augustus, in which our year, in which year our Savior was born. Are just and complete in so many years to reckon them from Adam to Christ are three thousand nine hundred seventy-four years, six months, and ten days. Somebody say, that's a long time. Hebrews 10, 5 through 7 quotes Psalm 46 through 8 and applies it directly to the coming of Christ. It says, therefore, as he was coming into the world, he said, you did not want sacrifice and offering, but you prepared a body for me. You did not delight in whole and burnt offerings and sin offerings. Then I said, see, it is written about me in the volume of the scroll. I have come to do your will. Today we celebrate the birth of our Savior. For unto us a child was born. Emmanuel, God with us. Christ born 
and a manger to a virgin. But what does Christmas mean to you? If you base your answer on Christmas movies and pop culture and you think it's spending time with family and giving gifts to others, scripture has a different answer. Christmas is not about going broke. Christmas is not about going in debt. Christmas is not being mad at what you didn't get and what you didn't give and what expectation wasn't met. I knew that was coming. I like this mic. Y'all just can't hear me no more. I hate this mic. We got to do something with this cordless mic system. Now I'm all tangled. I messed up my rap See, see, here we go. All right, all right, we're here. What is the meaning of Christmas? We don't just celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate it because of what he came to do. It wouldn't be enough to just celebrate his birth because we have to celebrate what he came to do. Case in point, a lot of people are born, but a lot of people don't do what they were born to do. Jesus fulfilled his first part of the mission. He didn't fulfill the whole mission. Uh oh. So what did he come to do? He came to do the will of the Father. John six thirty eight. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. I read that Hebrews ten seven. He did just that. He he went where he was supposed to go. He said what he was supposed to say. He touched who he was supposed to touch. He healed who he was supposed to heal. He rebuked who he was supposed to rebuke. He did not do what he wanted to do. But he did what the Father sent him to do. That's enough to give God praise for. Because if God would have, Jesus would have done anything other than what God wanted him to do. I'm going somewhere. What else did he come to do? Somebody say he came to do his will. That needs to be what I need to be doing, his will. We're supposed to be following in his footsteps this Christmas. This, listen, I want to help you. Please don't take any service from this point to the new year for granted because everything that's coming through this house, through speech, is going to line up, line upon line, precept upon precept, and it's going to blow your mind. Come to do his will. I've learned that I don't want to do what I want to do, that, that I want to do what he wants me to do. Because if I step outside what he wants me to do, it's not going to work. 
And I'm, I'm, I'm getting old and I'm getting too old to be trying to figure it out outside of what he wants me to do. I don't have time to waste doing my own thing. I need to spend every second I got, every breath I have doing his thing. What else did he come to do? He came to bring light to a dark world. How many know we in a dark place? You never thought it'd be this dark. You, you never thought you'd be old enough to say this world is a mess. When you're a child, you don't even think about what's going on in the world. You just think about what's under the tree. It's Christmas snowball fights. Happening. You don't even think about what's but if you... I got young people. Y'all understand that this world is the law. There's not even a big gap there for them to even really figure that out. It happened real quick for them to understand that we are in some troubling times. And the Bible says in John 12, 46, that I have come unto the world as a light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for sin. John 15, 22. Jesus came to do the will, but he came to fulfill a mission that was to bring light to a dark world. That's why people rejected him because people like darkness rather than come on come on see see i'm so glad he came in i was living in darkness and if somebody didn't tell me about jesus i wouldn't have knew that there could be light in my darkness anybody ever been in a dark place and had the word shine light in the dark place that's what jesus came to do he also came to bear witness to the truth John 18, 37, then Pilate said to him, so are you a king? Jesus answered, so you say I'm a king, but for this purpose I was born and for this purpose I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. And everyone who listens, whoever, whoever is of the truth, listens to my voice. What did he come to do? He came to bear witness to the truth. A lot of people don't like truth. Do you know that if Jesus did not come into our hearts, we would not be able to bear truth? Has anybody ever told you the truth? Uh, and, and you knew that if you had not had Christ to ground you in that truth, that truth could have. Somebody say the truth hurts. But it's Jesus that came to bear witness. So that's why when you're trying to talk to somebody and tell them the truth, if they don't like you and they're rejecting you, they're not rejecting the truth. They're rejecting the voice of truth, which is God. Whew. I'm only bearing witness to the truth. But he also came to preach to do. He came to do something. He was born to preach the gospel. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Somebody say that's the year I'm in right now. The year of the Lord's favor. He came to preach the gospel. I'm so glad that God sends preachers. 
I'm so glad that God sends anointed vessels to speak words of truth to go ahead and break the chains that had me bound. Y'all not gonna help me. I'm there. I'm so glad that there was somebody who was bold enough to go ahead and speak the word of God and not the word of man over my life. See, see, I'm trying to help you. Not everybody is anointed to preach to you. Not everybody is anointed to preach to you. But but I thank God that I've been set, set to proclaim the year of liberty, favor, to set captives free, to open blind eyes. You've heard a lot of message, but the not everybody's message can open your eyes. You better give God praise that he sent me to be a vessel to preach to you because there are some things that have just gotten has anybody gotten free under this ministry has anybody's eyes been open under this ministry has anybody received a blessing in their life under this ministry then you need to understand that it is because I've come to do the will of him who sent me but he also came to save sinners somebody say that's me the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief somebody say I'm chief yeah, see, I know we like to all think that we are the chief, but I got something you don't know about that brings you. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, you know what I testified about, but you don't know my testimony. You know what I told you about, but you don't know my testimony. But I thank God that Jesus was born to save sinners of whom I am I was the worst of the worst, the least of the least. I still got some issues. Tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got some issues. But thank God for Christmas that Jesus came to die for your issues. But he also came to destroy the devil and his works. Hebrews 2.14 says, therefore, the children share in the flesh and blood. He himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has power of death. That is the devil. Death is the last enemy. So, in other words, if Jesus defeated the last enemy, that means the enemy that you see today. If he already defeated the last enemy, that means every enemy that's in between. I'm going to say it again. Because he already defeated the last enemy, that means everything that's in between. Jesus is not in between. God is not in between. He is only Alpha and Omega. That means he already handled the beginning and the end. So whatever's in the middle, I ain't going to lose my mind over what's in the middle when I know that I already got victory in the end. 
I only got a couple of more for you. He, he came to destroy the works of the devil and his enemy. He, but he also came to give his life for a ransom. For the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many. That's Mark chapter 10, 45. Somebody say he paid for me. I want you to understand that God don't buy junk. I want you to understand that whenever God, how many people I got in here like to shop? Come on, be be a be a witness, be a witness. Come on, come on. You like to you like to spend that money, don't you? But you don't like to spend that money. I'm not gonna spend my hard earned money on junk. If I'm gonna spend my money, I got to spend it on something of quality. Somebody say Jesus done raised the standard. Some of us used to be okay with shopping bottom shelf. But then God, you done got God in your life and God spoiled it. And and God done blessed you real good. And so now whenever you, you, you real peculiar on how you spend your money and who you give your money to. So I want you to understand something. If you can do that with your broke behind self, what do you think God does with his rich behind self? When God goes shopping, he wants the best of the best, even though it don't look like the best to you. I'm going to say it again. He gets the best of the best, even though it don't look like the best to you. Jesus would not pay for something that was broken. He's only going to pay for something that's whole. And you may be saying, but pastor, I'm broken. That's in between. But God don't buy in between. He only buys Alpha and Omega. Somebody say, I'm real good. That's why the scripture says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm trying to help your self-esteem. Stop selling yourself cheap. Stop giving yourself to people who can't afford you. Stop giving. Who didn't pay a price. See, if you're not willing to pay a price for me. If you're not willing to pay a price for me. You you cannot afford to be in my circle. If you're not willing to pay a price for me. Some people, you have given too much authority in your life. And they have not paid a price for God better help me. I ain't losing sleep over you. You ain't paid that price. I'm not going. And he, he came to give us eternal life. He paid for us so we could have eternal life. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats of this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I will give him will be a life for my world. For, for that bread, somebody said, slow down, pastor. <laughs> and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. John six fifty one. Somebody say, I got eternal life. Eternal life. He had to purchase us. He had to do his will. If he messed up on any of these, we would not have the 
eternal life. Oh. So the last thing I need you to know is that he came to call sinners to repentance and to seek and save that which is lost. He came to bring peace. He came to bind up broken hearts. He came to give us the spirit of adoption. He came to reign as King, Lord, and Savior. When Mary gave birth to Christ, to Jesus, the Son of God, it was all of this wrapped up in a baby. He, he, he was the Messiah, the Messiah that the, the nation of Israel had waited for over 4,000 years for this birth. And they thought he was going to come on a throne and, and a bunch of angels singing and on a road of gold. But he came in a manger. He came humble. He came lowly. He came and there wasn't even room for him in the end. I'm trying to preach this thing. He came to save mankind and everything they was waiting for. They missed it. Could you be waiting for something for so long and it come into your life and you miss it? Woo! Somebody said, I can't afford to miss this. I can't afford to miss this. Pastor, I told you I'm getting you out of here by 1130. Oh, somebody say God is good. Because we about to have church, church, church. Pastor, what does that got to do with twas the night before Christmas? Because all you told me was what he came to do. But the night before Christmas, we were all in darkness. And none of these things would have been done. The night before Christmas, we were blind and lost. The night before Christmas, we were bound in shackles and chains. The night before Christmas, we were hopeless in despair without having hope. The night before Christmas, I was still smoking crack. And the night before Christmas, you were an adulterer, an adulteress, a liar, a thief. Oh, Y'all not gonna help me up in here. The night before Christmas, not even a mouse. Y'all better help me. But when Christmas morning came, woo, we got to open up the best gift ever. We got to open up Jesus in a manger. And my God, when the heavens opened and it hit Mary's womb, that had broken the shackles of every sinner. Y'all not gonna help me. I want you to understand that before Christ ever hit the cross, we were already redeemed. Y'all not gonna help me because it was before the foundations of the earth that he already settled everything. Everything. But we just had to see the gift. And when he went to the cross and his arms were stretched wide and said, Father, 
it is finished. What it meant was I have emptied every gift that you sent me here to do. When I leave here, I'm leaving empty. It is done. I have done the will of him that sent me. Tap your neighbor, say neighbor, I can't wait to open my gifts. Was the night before Christmas, but the day of Christmas, God said, when it's over, he left and he gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. This Christmas, God wants you to open up your gift. Y'all missed it. Open up what's on the inside of you. Open up your glory. Open up your deliverance. Open up your healing. Open up your breakthrough. Open up your praise. Open up your bank account. Open up whatever it is God has placed in you to do. This world will never be the same. But you're sitting on a gift. Tap your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm not going to sit on my gift no more. The Bible says that when he left, he put treasure in earthen vessels. He put anointing in earthen vessels. He put blessings in earthen vessels. That's why you got to go tell it on the mountain. You got to share how good God has been. You got to open up. Stop being closed. Open your mouth. Tell how good God has been. Doors he's opened. Ways he's made. Paths he's set. People he's blessed. Sitting there looking under a tree wondering what you got. You are the tree. You are the tree. Stop looking under the outside and start looking inside. There are some things that only you can do. You've been sent to do his will. Do not get to the throne of heaven and have God say, why you ain't open that? You ever open up stuff, kids, and you looking for that one thing? And they opening up everything. And it ain't even under the tree. It ain't even under the tree. But then they get mad because it ain't under the tree. But it's in the house. They get mad because it ain't under the tree. But it's in the house. If there's something in you that ain't under the tree, know it's in the house. And the only reason God couldn't put it under the tree is because it's too big for the tree. Y'all missed it. Y'all, I ain't in the right church to preach this message. Some of you keep asking for small stuff. But I don't serve a small God. 
See, the, the danger about this ministry is the fact that we are in a small space. But what's in a small space is a big thing. And if you're not careful, you allow your eyes to dictate your faith by what you see. Instead of allowing your faith to go beyond what you see. And understand that God's already told me that it's too big for the house. It's not just too big for the tree. It's too big for the house. Some of you got stuff that ain't even in the house. I'm giving God praise for what's not even in the house. Because I... Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all better catch up. Y'all better catch up. Because if you don't catch up to what God is saying in my spirit, you're going to be left. Only the eagles can soar with this type of anointing. Only eagles. Chickens are going to have to stay on the... I need some people that can see what's not in the house, but can see how big their God is. Ask God for something crazy. Ask God for something you can't buy on your own. God some praise. Look at that. I got two minutes. Y'all got three minutes to give God some praise. Look at that. It's 1127. I'm going to give you three minutes to give God a crazy... No, wait a minute. That was the praise you gave him the night before Christmas. That was the twas the night before Christmas. Praise. I need a day after Christmas praise. Can I get... Don't give them that last year praise. Don't give them that last year praise. Give them that new year praise. Thank you God for coming. Thank you God for coming. Hallelujah. Let us always remember 
the real meaning of this day. And Father, we bless you. As we leave this place, we don't leave your presence. As we celebrate with family and loved ones, let us share the light of Christ on this day and on every day that we have breath. We give you praise and glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace.